Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of The Social Media Chef. On today's episode, we are going to cover a couple of pretty interesting topics. In the first segment, we're going to go through the proper way to launch a new product or service or offering online and offline. What you should really keep in mind when you're putting together your launch plan or your launch marketing plan. In the second segment, we're going to talk about healthcare social media. Um, How are healthcare organizations in the United States actually using social media to better their companies? We're going to go through some stats and some facts and figures to help you better understand how other people are using it within the healthcare space. In the Chef's Kitchen today, we're going to talk about easy, quick appetizers that you can make, in addition to a couple ones that are a little harder and a little bit more time-consuming, but still absolutely delicious. We're going to cover all of this and more on today's episode of The Social Media Chef, so tune in after the break and we'll get started. Okay, if you're like me, you're getting a little bit tired of always talking about one aspect of marketing, which is social media. Now, I love social media, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of other things that um, businesses can use just like mine and yours to build their businesses using marketing. So that's why we created The Social. The Social is not exclusively a social media group. It's about a bunch of people internationally getting together to talk about marketing ideas and sharing trends, tips, tactics, strategies, and also helping one another build their businesses. Follow us on Twitter, at The Social Go, to find out more about what we plan in the future, what type of events we're going to be. If we're going to be in your neighborhood, you have to follow us in order to find out. We have a television show coming out, and our website will be up in no time flat. So, you need to go on Twitter, follow at The Social Go, and learn how you can get involved in this brand new community. Welcome back to The Social Media Chef with me, Chris Tompkins, your host today on your journey through social media marketing and cooking. Um, On today's episode, like I said before the break, we're going to be talking about um, creating a perfect launch plan for something that you're launching, service, product, whatever. Um, We're going to talk through some healthcare, social media marketing stats, and some easy appetizers in segment three. If you are just listening for the first time, welcome to the show. Um, if you are listening for the 40th time, welcome back, old friend. <laughs> Regardless, uh, I'm so pleased that you've tuned in. Um, our show is made for you. We want to pack each and every episode with tips that are going to help you really, really enhance your business, especially in the arena of online marketing and especially in the vein of social media marketing, which is my own personal specialty area. And also, we throw in a little bit of cooking every single week because that's my other passion. I am a firm supporter that you should always follow your passion and do what you love. And I think that if you do what you love, it comes out. So I hope that you can smell, taste, and feel the passion as it comes through uh, the uh, sound waves into your ear. Um, If you have never visited our website, 
I really want you to take a visit there. Now, if you go to your computer, it is servedfreshmedia.com. If you go to servedfreshmedia.com, you will see all of our past shows, and our uh, it's um, one of the pages on our website is about slash archive. If you click on that, you can go and download any of our past shows. You can also sign up to our email newsletter, which is all of the latest and greatest in social media tips each and every week directly to your inbox. Takes two seconds. Uh, unsubscribe whenever you want. There's loads of downloads. There's loads of free items. There's lots and lots of good information. We try to update this as often as possible a few times a week. So we do this for you. So please feel free to interact with anything, comment, share, tweet, share it on Facebook, plus one on Google+, share something on Pinterest, whatever you want. We're putting this information out for everybody to enjoy and share. So that's my sales plug. So servefreshmedia.com is where it's all out. I want to jump into today's show. Okay, um, as you all know, if you've been listening to the show, um, I am the CEO of a social media marketing firm called Go Media International. Well, recently, uh, we've seen um, a large hole in social media marketing support for the healthcare industry. We'll go through that more in segment two, but uh, what I wanted to do is, you know, I, I really thought that healthcare is a perfect fit for social media marketing. So, what I did was I created another leg of Go Media International called Go Healthcare. And Go Healthcare is pretty much a social media marketing specialist for the healthcare industry. And, you know, we got everything together. I hired somebody um, who was a registered nurse with a really, really great background in sales marketing, online marketing, as well as having the RN. So there's a lot of medical knowledge and um, rules and regulations and all that good stuff, which I personally don't have. So it was perfect. We had something wonderful, and we were getting together a launch plan. And as I was putting together this launch plan, I thought to myself, you know what, this is something that's really good to share with everybody that listens to our show. Because, you know, when you're getting ready to put something out there for the first time, it can be a little bit daunting, and you never feel like you are 100% prepared. Am I missing something? What am I forgetting? So what I want to give you is a few things that you should consider. Um, there's a lot of things that go into launching something new. Now, what I'm going to be going through here is fairly general. So if you are launching a new company, it will be a little bit different than if you're launching a new product line or a new, if you're an author and you have another book in a series. Things are different. Okay, So let's talk about this as in just launching something new, whether it's a company, a product, a service. So take, with this, take from this what you can and apply it to your next launch. The first thing, obviously, I'm the social media guy, so we have to talk about social media. Um, make sure that um, all of your presences on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, and YouTube reflect any changes that are happening within your company. Also, if you're launching a new company, make sure that your verbiage is the same across every single one of your social media sites. Make sure all of your links work. Make sure all your pictures are standard. You want to make sure that you are putting forth a united front on social media. So make sure that's there. If you're doing a new product, that can happen the same way. So just make sure that all your product descriptions, your service descriptions, everything is the same across the board. That brings us to your website or your landing page. That is your launch landing page for your product, your service, your brand, whatever. Make sure that your verbiage, your pictures, your links, 
everything is on point. If you have a website, make sure that you're adding your um, your links to your, your social media presences. So have a Facebook link there. Have a Twitter link. And you know what? If you can't come up with something really, really super awesome in terms of a graphic, just put a link. Anything, you know, uh, that's where I think when in fair, you know, don't think that you need to have the best, most most cutting-edge graphic in order to put a link up. If you that's all you got, put what you got. Um, obviously, it's nice to have an image, but a lot of people hold off, and I think they miss the boat. So website and landing page, you know, it, we have to have all of that ready and all of your messages and positioning aligned. The next thing is email. If you are going to be launching something new, for example, go healthcare marketing. What we have with that leg, we had to create a new email signature, and we created a new logo. Then what we did was we made sure that it was the same across all of the presences, like I said, you know, social media, our website, gohealthcaremarketing.com, um, and everything else. So make sure that your email is reflecting it. A lot of people miss the email factor, and that is something that, how many, how many emails do you send in a day? That's how many times your brand is getting in front of somebody else. So don't forget it. It's a very valuable tool, and a lot of us, you know, really don't consider it because it's such an old hat communication system to us now. Another is branding. Make sure that your collateral um, is really is really up to date. So if you are, if you're changing, you're launching a new website, make sure that your new website is reflected on all of your collateral. Um, in you know, if you don't have money to put all put out a whole bunch of new brochures, um, and all the all you need is your contact information updated, just Create a label that you can stick onto your brochures. While it doesn't look 100% amazing, it is a cost-effective way of still getting your branding across. And, you know, if you really want to push the boat out, an event is another great way of launching something. Um, you can do an event on, you can do a virtual event or an in-person event, a cocktail party, whatever. No matter what you do with your launch, just make sure that you have all of your messaging, all of your links, all of your pictures, all of your positioning absolutely on point and united because when you're launching a new product you want to have a united front offline and online okay i'm going to get off my soapbox and i'm going to take a break when we get back we are going to talk about healthcare social media marketing People need the basic necessities of food, shelter, and a sense of self-dignity. The Riverfund New York offers programs that are designed to help meet these needs in a safe and supportive environment and support and affirm all people regardless of age, sex, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation. Their numerous volunteer programs, outreach programs, and more help really truly empower people that are near or below the lines of poverty. If you would like to make a difference today, Visit them online at riverfund-ny.org. Again, that's riverfund-ny.org. There are no throwaway people, and every dollar helps. This is a very, very important cause and something that you can make a difference in today. So go to you online at riverfund-ny.org.
All right, folks, you still there? You still listening? It's Chris Tompkins, the social media chef, coming to you after the break. Um, thanks for joining us every single week at Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or on demand anytime you want it on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. Just pop on over to iTunes Put in the social media chef, and you will not only be able to find our on-demand episodes, but also our exclusive iPhone app. With the iPhone app, you can download all of our recipes, all of the social media tips, all of the past shows directly on your phone with, without doing anything. And we're having that free for a limited time, so get in there, download it, and review it. Okay? We want some good reviews there. <laughs> or bad reviews. Hey, feedback is good. I'm all up for feedback. Okay. Enough of this. Let's go into healthcare social media marketing. Um, healthcare social media marketing is extremely important. Um, what I was talking about before earlier on the show, I mentioned that when I what actually when I created Go Healthcare Marketing, uh, one of the things, the reasons I did, the impetus was that I saw a huge hole. Um, and the support that was offered to healthcare organizations when coming up with social media, you know, I, uh, you know, doing sales with Go Media, and you know, I could, I would see my my um, salespeople, um, representatives, uh, go out to different um, healthcare organizations, and there was just so much pushback because the knowledge and the support was never there for them, and nothing. There was never a really um, custom solution, I guess, in terms of education and execution of a social media strategy. So um, if you are a healthcare organization and you are on the fence with social media and like, hey, you know, no one's using it, um, you know, this this is just a fad, this is going to pass, um, this is why. I, you know, I've come up with some great stats and I've actually taken them from a report from, um, there's a, there's a, a great site called Dr. Twit, you Twit Face. And it had a really great infographic, and I wanted to share with you some of the data on there that um, I hope will persuade you to consider um, social media as an option for your healthcare organization. Because if you are going to be a late adopter, I can understand, but there's a such there's such a thing as too late of an adopter, and there's a lot of, a lot of the real estate on social media is being taken up very very quickly. So getting your brand name, um, your hospital name, your uh, medical device range name on Facebook could be very, very difficult, and you could have a fight. Some, one of your competitors could have already registered it just to let you not have it. You know, remember the whole domain wars. When you're trying to get the perfect domain for your website, it's the same thing on, on social media. So you can lose it on Twitter, on, uh, on I'm telling you, on everything. So the sooner that you dive in, the better, but enough of the... the you know, the rah-rah. I want to get into some hard numbers. I have three numbers that I think are really, really important. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about how healthcare organizations are using social media so you can get some ideas on how you could use it for your own organization. The first shocking fact is I think I'm shocked that the number is so low. But there are, in the United States, there's 1,229 hospitals using social media. Okay, that's quite a lot. You know, 42% of those have over 399 beds. So we're thinking these are the larger hospitals that are doing it. But the thing is that you can actually get a lot of really great quality responses and quality engagement, even if you're a smaller hospital with, say, 6 to 69 beds, you know? So there's, there's lots of play, but, you know, there's a large chunk of hospitals that are already jumping into the game. Um, I think the most popular site for hospitals is Facebook. 
with um, Foursquare following shortly behind. Facebook is great because it's a great way to interact with your patients and involve uh, and actually provide rather extended customer care and patient care and patient information and yada yada yada. So very very good. The second one I wanted to talk to you about is I actually was speaking to someone the other day and said, you know, hey, I understand that you guys are doing um, healthcare social media for hospitals. Do you do it for actual um, doctors? And well, obviously the answer is yes. But this is why I, I think this this stat's pretty interesting. How do physicians use social media? 87% use it for personal use, but of the um, the number polled, 67 also will use it for pers- professional use. So they will use it to connect, to network, to educate, to entertain, um, lots and lots of different lots of different functions that you can you can do as a physician using social media. So I thought that that, that actually for me was a little bit of a shocker that 67% of physicians are using it just because you know their time is at, is at a premium. So um, I think that that's you know a really really interesting number. Uh, I was I was actually pretty shocked, and you know with them as well, Facebook is definitely the um, the biggest in terms of use. So Facebook seems to be the big one in terms of this pull um, with healthcare organizations. It's the first place that they do go. Now, the next thing, um, I think this is really interesting. How do U.S. healthcare organizations use social media? These are the different ways that they do it. Obviously, when you're thinking of social media, you can think of social media marketing. So that is definitely the first thing that they they will do. They also use it for workforce recruitment. A lot of people don't understand that social media marketing is, social media in general rather, is a great recruitment tool. If you are very organized and you know how to do it, it, you can grab some really quality people that you won't get just from the want ads. Um, Also, brand management is another way that they're using it. Um, which carries on very closely to reputation management and customer relations, like I mentioned before. It also They also use it for consumer patient and professional education, professional collaboration, community creation, wellness, population and patient monitoring, which is very interesting, right? Care managing and care coordination, clinical trial recruitment, and surveillance, analysis, and product development. So just from that, you can see that healthcare organizations in the United States, and I I mean, I want to just make an assumption based on the United States. I don't want to say the whole world because, you know, everyone's going to use it differently. But just in the U.S. alone, these are the different things that these healthcare organizations are actually getting out of social media. So it's not just bums on seats or bums on beds, I guess you could say. It's not just about patients. Um, it's about referral sources. It's about uh, you know patient care, branding, getting your message out there, letting more people know that you provide a certain type of care. So it's for me, I think it's really great that healthcare organizations are waking up to the power of social media marketing. Um, there's lots of great tips I have on actually the Go Healthcare Marketing website, gohealthcaremarketing.com. And right after the break, we'll be talking about something in the chef's kitchen. So you've been listening to The Social Media Chef, which I have to thank you for. 
Um, I really enjoy doing the show. And one of the things that I like to tell everybody is, you know, it's not just about the show. It's about the community. And you can find out more about our community at our website, Social Media Chef Online. www.socialmediachefonline.com will have everything that you need to really get jump started in terms of marketing or in the kitchen. We have various stories of Twitter marketing, Facebook marketing, LinkedIn marketing, YouTube marketing. And are you getting in the kitchen? We have recipes for every different occasion, whether it be casual or formal. Even we have some alcoholic drinks on there that you can make yourself. But visit us online, Social Media Chef Online, and get the latest in downloads for free ebooks, videos, and a lot more. We hope to see you there at socialmediachefonline.com. stuck with us. We are now moving into the third segment of our show today, which is the Chef's Kitchen. Before we go into that, um, again, Chris Tompkins, the social media chef coming to you. Um, I really hope that you got a lot out of the first two segments. You know, launching a new product can be really difficult. So I hope that, you know, the the, the um, tips that I gave you will give you an aha moment or possibly make you even go back to check your branding and do a social media audit or a website audit on your links, your copy, or your messaging. It's really, really important to always go forth with a united front uh, no matter what you are doing, if you're launching or if you're just going on your day-to-day operations. You know, even even myself, when I go through and do an audit of things that are happening online, I can see that some things have changed or some links no longer work. It's good to keep up on that as much as possible. Luckily, I have some members of staff that will do that for me, but there's no problem going in and doing it yourself, just having a list of things you need to look through every single week or every month. Um, and with the healthcare social media stats we talked about in um, segment two, I hope that uh, it was it was interesting in a way for you to see how healthcare organizations are now using social media, whereas opposed to two years ago when very very little were using it at all, um, many out of fear of breaking rules and regulations and this that and the other. One thing I left off of uh, the last segment is the importance of a social media marketing policy for a healthcare organization. If this is something that, if you're going to go into marketing on social media, you should really put one together. And if you want to find out more about social media marketing policies, especially for the healthcare organization, uh, there are, if you do a simple search on Google, there'll be lots of great articles that you can use that will really help you make sense of the whole landscape. So check that out. I hope that helps. Again, um, I was mentioning the website for our new company. Um, GoHealthCareMarketing.com. Check that out. Um, that might be interesting if you are in the healthcare field. But enough about marketing, okay? Let's talk about food. Who's hungry? Okay, I am, of course, because this is still, I'm still on this uh, <laughs> no junk food, no uh, this health kick diet, which is uh, which is actually going really, really well. But I really miss eating food that I like. And this segment is always hard because I always talk about things that I love. And today we're going to talk about appetizers. And I, as you know, if you've listened to the show, you know that I like to throw a party. I like to throw dinner parties, house parties. You know, give me give me a drop of a hat event. You know, I am ready. I'm right in there, ready to throw a party. I love theme parties. I just anyway, we got the gist, right? I'm, I'm a party thrower. So um, 
one of the things that I always have trouble making a decision on is appetizers. And also, when you're doing a flat-out, drag-out dinner party, appetizers are probably the one thing that you... They're, for me, they're the last thing I really want to deal with because I really want to put all of my effort into creating a really delicious meal, a really rich, la da 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 let's do multiple courses. So appetizers tend to be an afterthought. So when I'm cooking for a lot of people, I like to come up with appetizers that are simple, they're due before, and they're wow. They just have that wow factor. On the website, servefreshmedia.com, if you click on the recipes tab, I have all of these recipes for appetizers listed um, in our archives, so you can very easily do that or search for them. I just wanted to tell you a little bit about each rather than going through the ins and outs of making them because the recipes themselves have all of these details. The first thing that I think is a standby for any, 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 any dinner party is a cheese ball. Cheese ball sounds outdated, doesn't sound that great, you know, not extremely sophisticated. I'm telling you, they go. They go every single time I make a cheese ball for a party, they are absolutely gone. Is it because I have this amazing knack for making one? No. People like cheese, and there's a big, it's like a whole bunch of cheese in a ball. I mean, it's it, if you like cheese, you're diving into it, okay? So cheese balls are extremely easy. I have a great recipe for a very, very easy cheese ball. Um, it's, you know, we're talking a couple things of cream cheese, a couple cups of cheese, um, a little snake, uh, shake of hot sauce, and um, a little bit of dried salad dressing mix. Roll it and uh, shape it into a ball, mix it through, roll it in nuts, we're done. Break out the crackers, that's it. Um, usually cheese balls should take you no more than five minutes, um, and they set within an hour or two, so not too bad. I kind of like to let mine sit overnight, but that's me. Um, hummus is another one, and dips are really good. Um, hummus is a little bit more of a pain um, because, uh, you know, there's going to be lots of food processor work, and there's a lot, there's a couple expensive ingredients if you just want to make something special. But hummus is always uh, a really, really great, nice, fresh um, option. I tend to go for this more in the summer than in the winter, so we're coming up to the warmer season. Everyone's getting warm weather. Thank you, global warming, around the world. So hummus is ready for now. So that's a great um, addition to an appetizer tray. Then I have a really killer recipe for spinach and artichoke dip. This one's a little bit more fiddly, and it does take a little bit of time, but it can be made before. So um, you can check that out on the website. It's really good. The only thing I don't like about it is that you have to take the stems off of the spinach leaves. So that because I like to use fresh spinach, I don't like to use the frozen. Um, I find it a little bit too. Nah, I don't know. I don't really like it that much. Um, but you can substitute it if you like. If you don't want to pick off all the stems of the spinach, which can take a long time, or get a really welling, willing <laughs> sous chef to do it for you, i.e., your partner, your wife, your your husband, or your kids. Um, this, that one's a really good one. Also, I have a pizza party mix that is delicious on the website. That is really, really simple. Um, it basically just has you mixing a couple ingredients, putting them in the oven for a few minutes, and then storing it until you're ready. Um, and you can put that in little bowls around your uh, around your house um, for a little bit of nibbles, and it's extremely cost-effective and really, really delicious. I mean, we're talking pepperoni, pretzel chips, um, fresh basil, fresh oregano, I mean, olive oil baked in the oven. I mean, delicious stuff here. And the last one I want to mention is my absolute favorite. Um, there's a, something I make. It's a, cure, it's a cured salmon. And it does take a little bit of time. Now, not a little bit of time in terms of you're going to be in the kitchen for, for 10 hours at a time. 
there's work on either end. The first is prepping it. So basically you're putting the mixture together and you're putting the, the curing paste together um, and setting it up. And then it stays in the refrigerator for about four days or so. Then um, you take it out and then basically wipe everything off and cut it very thin and then you can serve it with cream cheese and crackers or, or, or little slices of bread, whatever you like. Um, I love this cured salmon and I'm going to tell you, it tastes like it costs a lot of money. So it's a really, really big crowd pleaser. I've had lots of people try this and it seems to be foolproof. So check that out at servefreshmedia.com in the, in the recipes tab. After the break, we'll talk about a little bit next week. A little bit about next week. Okay, let's be honest. Do you have a Twitter campaign that isn't going anywhere? Do you have a Facebook campaign that none of your target market is liking at the moment? Do you need some more engagement on LinkedIn? Or how about having some videos on YouTube that you just want more people to see? This is when you need to call Go Media International. We're an online marketing firm that offers crisp, fresh online marketing solutions. We do everything from websites to search engine optimization to keyword research to email marketing campaigns, online advertising, you name it. you got to check out our website. It's GoMediaOnline.com. Or if you want to talk to somebody about getting some help with your online marketing campaign, call us toll-free on 1-866-926-2636 for a free, no-obligation consultation. We have lots of ways to help you at Go Media Online. All you need to do is reach out. Visit us again at GoMediaOnline.com. Okay, welcome back. It's a little tongue-tied at the end of the uh, last segment. I think it's because my mouth was watering, right? <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> anyway, um, what's up next week? Why don't you tell us? Why don't you send your suggestions on what you would like to hear me cover on The Social Media Chef? Send your suggestions to info at servefreshmedia.com, and maybe your suggestion will be the topic of next week's show. So thanks so much, everyone, for joining us today on The Social Media Chef, and have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.